Douglas de Gaulle, I appreciate you. Amen. Thank you for who you are. Uh, it's uh, amazing to me uh, how that the Lord uh, has allowed us to be together and have this special relationship. And I think it's going to continue to grow. And uh, uh, even today and tonight as I prayed for you and prayed for Sister Stegall and prayed for uh, your family, Ellison and Abigail, um, I begin to feel uh, the Lord is going to do greater things uh, through our relationship. And um, I've always admired Brother Stegall even before uh, Brother and Sister Stegall became members of this church. I admired their spirit, their attitude, their obvious love for truth and the anointing and uh, the, the work of God that is within them. Amen. We're glad to have them home. We want them to know we appreciate them. Amen. Come give us what the Lord has given us. Praise the Lord, everybody. Good to be here tonight. Appreciate the presence of the Lord that we feel here today. Amen. 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 I keep my remarks very short and want to get into the word of the Lord here, but it is good to be back in Jennings. So looking at my calendar, I think it's been uh, November of 2015 since we were in service last. And so here we are again. I'm excited about what the Lord's doing. I see a lot of familiar faces, but a lot of new faces. And that can only be good. Amen. And so I'm appreciative of what the Lord is obviously doing in this assembly. I love Brother Townley, his wife, his family. Appreciate them very much. And honored to be here tonight and the coming week. Excited about what the Lord is wanting to do. Amen. Amen. I want to go quickly to the word of the Lord. I know the time is getting upon us, but I'm going to read some scripture here tonight in the book of Mark chapter number 10. Mark chapter number 10. While you're turning there, I want to welcome all the guests that are here. If you're here tonight, glad that you've chosen to be with us. I believe that the Lord would speak to us tonight. Amen. 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 Just a few more services this year. This is it. Amen. Dawning of another year. Amen. Mark chapter 10. I want to begin reading at verse number 6. Mark chapter 10, beginning at verse number 6. Bible says, but from the beginning of the creation, God made them male and female. For this call shall a man leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife, and they twain shall be one flesh, so then they are no more twain, but one flesh. What used to be two is now combined together to be one. Then it says, verse 9, this is my scripture text tonight, what therefore God hath joined together, let not man put asunder. And I want to preach from that first thought in chapter verse 9. What therefore God hath joined together. I want to put our Bibles down and we lift our hands and lift our voice. Come on, I wonder if you would really pray with me right now and ask that the Holy Ghost would move in this service tonight. Lord, we love you. We thank you. Thank you for your touch, your spirit, God, for your anointing. Thank you for your hand, God, in this service. Lord, we thank you for what you're wanting to do here tonight, God. Lord, I give you all the glory, all the honor, all the praise. God, I appreciate everything you're doing. Jesus' name, Jesus' name, Jesus' name. Amen, amen. You may be seated here this evening. What therefore God hath joined together. 
I, I believe emphatically tonight that God is in the business of taking things and putting them together just right. God knows exactly what it requires to accomplish the will of God. And God knows that if I can get this over here combined with that over there, then I can accomplish that which God desires to accomplish. Uh, that's why I believe that God handpicks that the man of God that would be in a church. God gives a church pastors after his, the Bible says, his own heart. It's not by coincidence that Pastor Townley is in Jennings. It's not by coincidence that God saw fit to say, I'm going to take this man and I'm going to place him in this church because if I can get this and that together, then things will work out just right. It's, it's not by accident tonight that I believe that your family's a part of what's going on here at First Pentecostal Church. God knows that your family needs to be in this place. And I, I, I don't think it's happenstance that, that you're here tonight. And I, I know it's not happenstance that I'm here tonight. I, I believe emphatically that God placed me here and with you so that the will of God can be done because God knows exactly what it takes to do the will of God. And God joins things together. And when God joins it, I don't put it asunder. Hey, man, I, I got in church when I was just a young Marine, just not even 21 years old, and I didn't know a whole lot about truth, didn't know anything about the Bible, didn't know a whole lot about God, and I quickly fell in love with the Word of God. I, 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 I began to study this book, and I found out that this Word of God is powerful. Psalmist said, I believe it's 119, maybe 105, somewhere around in there, said that the Word is a lamp unto my feet. And that is a light unto my path. The word all by itself creates light and darkness. The word all by itself that as long as I'm walking in truth, I don't have to worry about darkness encompassing around about me. I, I know that I'm always going to know the way to go if, as long as I follow the word of God. There is a word. It's a lamp unto my feet. It, it lights up the way I want to go. If you don't have direction, you need to get a hold of the Word of God. It'll give you some direction. And I, I began to study, and I, I found out that the Word of God, it is a very powerful entity. In fact, I would venture to say the Word is the most powerful entity that we have in our possession. Bible says this, that you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. You don't have to figure out how to break out. The truth does it for you as long as you know the truth. You fall in love with this book right here, and you, you fall in love with the Word of God. The Word of God has a way of showing you, and the, the Word of God has a way of setting you free. And if you need deliverance, you can get it. The power is in the Word of God. We know that. The Word of God, the truth shall make you free. But the Bible also says that you must study study the word. Uh, study to show thyself approved unto God. A workman needeth not be ashamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth. Rightly dividing. If there is a right way, then there's also a wrong way. When I read the word of God, I want to do it the right way. How do you do it the right way? The right way is to say that I'm going to take every word from Genesis uh, 
chapter number one all the way to the last amen of Revelation 22. Uh, and I'm going to believe every word of God uh, that's in this book. Uh, there are some things I may not like, but it's still the word of God. Some things I, I, that may make me uncomfortable, but, but it's still the word of God. I've got to study this and love this. I've got to fall in love with this. And if I know this right here, this right here will set me free. That's what the Bible says. So we study, we fall in love with the word, and we do all of that. And we get victory because we know his word. And then the Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians 3 and 6, it says, uh, Who also hath made us able ministers of the New Testament, uh, not of the letter, uh, but of the Spirit, uh, for the letter killeth, but the Spirit giveth life. We know that the letter all by itself, the Word of God all by itself, it's sharp, it's powerful, it, it is sharper than a two-edged sword. The letter is able to slice, it's able to dice. It, the letter all by itself will slay you. So God hath joined together. God said, I'm going to take my word that is powerful all by itself. My word that can set you free all by itself. And I am going to, I am going to multiply the power in the word because I'm going to take my word and I am going to join it together with something else. And God said, I'm mixing my word and my spirit together. Genesis chapter 1, verse number 1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form, is void, darkness is upon the face of the deep. And the Bible said, the Spirit moved upon the face of the waters. I've got the Spirit of God moving. There's no word, but I've got the Spirit moving. But just because the Spirit moved, it's still dark outside. The Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God, is moving, but nothing's happening, just the moving of the Spirit. But as soon as the Spirit began to move, the very next verse said, and God said, and now I've got his Spirit, and I've got his Word. And when I get the mixture of Spirit and Word just right, all of a sudden, the lights come on. All of a sudden, because his Spirit is joined together with the Word, I'm telling you, we I feel the Holy Ghost tonight. I thank God that we lifted our hands in pre-service and we felt what we felt. But now we've got the Spirit moving. Now we got the Word of God. And when the Word and the Spirit, when they intermingle together, all of a sudden, that's when things begin to happen. That's when miracles take place. That's when deliverance takes place. When the Word and the Spirit, they come together. God hath joined together uh, his word uh, with his spirit. We got to have it. I thank God for preaching. I love preaching. I not necessarily active preaching. I love to listen to preaching. I love to hear the word of God. But I'm telling you, if all we ever do is get preaching and we never have a move of the Holy Ghost, we're missing something. Thank God we've got the word. But thank God we can lift our hands and feel something. I want his word, but I want his spirit. I don't want just preach, preach, preach all the time. I need preaching, but I also need a move of the Holy Ghost. 
Thank God. That's why we got pre-service prayer. That's why we design our services, that we come and we pray, and then we lift our hands and we sing and we worship. What are we doing? We're getting the Spirit is moving. What are we praying for? We're praying, Holy Ghost, move. Let the Spirit of God come because we know that if the Spirit precedes the Word of God, that whenever the mixture gets just right, that's when revival is going to happen. That's when things begin to take place. It's important that we have the Spirit of God, and it's important equally that we've got the Word of God. And God knows the right mixture. He knows how to get it. The mixture, I I almost want to title this uh, the perfect formula. The right mixture. God joined this together with his word so that the will of God could be accomplished. Now, I, I didn't talk to the pastor, but I done been some places. They've got a lot of truth. And they've got a lot of word. But they don't have a lot of moving of the Holy Ghost. They, they emphasize on knowing truth and knowing doctrine. And you need to know truth. And you, you need to know doctrine. But when truth and doctrine go forth, I've also got to have the blowing of the winds of revival. And I've also got to have the Spirit of God that would sweep in and move in a sanctuary. Likewise, likewise. And I don't go too many places like this, but there's another side of the coin where we got a lot of spirit but not a lot of truth. I'm not interested in just seeking and searching after just charismatic gifts all the time. I'm not interested in just putting my feelers out and just only having spirit and only having Holy God. I'm telling you, uh, there are places uh, that they have church day after day after day or week after week, uh, and they never have word. They never have preaching, uh, but they leave saying, my God, uh, the Holy Ghost was moving. uh, But in that kind of situation, uh, the mixture's messed up. Uh, You can't have revival if you're only following after the spirit. Uh, I thank God for a church that's sensitive. But when the Spirit's moving, I've also got to pray, God, I want to hear your word. I need to hear a word from God. I desire to hear a word from God. I want to hear a word from God. I've got to have it both. I want his spirit and I want his word. What therefore God hath joined together. I'm not the one that says I need this and I not not any of that and not any of that. No, 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 no. I want it all. I want everything God has for me. Can you put scripture on that screen over there? John chapter 4, I believe it's verse number 23. Find that for me if you will. There's another thing that God put together. God said, he is talking here. He said, I must needs go through Samaria. And when he gets there, he finds a woman at the well. uh, And we know the story. And uh, they begin to converse back and forth. And then he said this. He said, but the hour cometh and now is when the true worshipers, if there's true worshipers, there's also false worshipers. But the true worshipers, uh, they worship the Father in spirit and in truth. I've got another formula here that God joined together, spirit and truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. I just imagine God looking for somebody that says, will they get the formula right? I've already joined. What's going on in John 4? The spirit in John 4 is different than the spirit in Genesis 1 and 2. The spirit in Genesis 1 and 2 is the spirit of God. 
but the spirit in John 4, that's the spirit that's in you. That's like Paul said, I believe it's in Romans chapter 1, verse number 9. He said, I worship God with my spirit, uh, that which is inside of me. Uh, you want to know what real worship consists of? Uh, you better know truth, uh, and you better do something about it. Uh, you add your spirit uh, to your knowledge uh, so that you can become a worshiper. Uh, it's not even real worship uh, if you don't put your spirit into it. Uh, you've got to put something in this. Mark chapter number 12, I believe it's verse 28. Mark chapter 12, verse number 28. We'll start right there. They're talking to Jesus. They're questioning him a little bit. Uh, the scribes come to him. They're, they're trying to talk to him. The Bible says one of the scribes came and having heard them reasoning together, perceiving that he had answered them well, he asked him, verse 29, he said, which is the first commandment of all? What's first? Jesus answered and said, the first of all the commandments is, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Everybody say, that's truth. That's truth. We got part of the equation. Next verse. And thou shalt love thy God, love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, thy soul, thy mind, and thy strength. This is the first commandment. Together is the first commandment. It's not just your knowledge of who Jesus is that fulfills the first commandment. It's not fulfilled until you take your knowledge and you add your heart to it and you add your soul to it. You take your knowledge and you add your strength to it. That means to really worship God, to really obey God. You've got to do something with what you know. Thank God you know who Jesus is. Thank God you've got the understanding. Thank God you've got some revelation. Now, what do you do with the knowledge you have at some point if you're going to really worship You've got to take your knowledge and add your strength to your knowledge and add your heart to your knowledge, add your soul to your knowledge to really worship God. I've got to do something. Whenever, whenever you sit back and just bask in the, your knowledge of God and you never do anything, you're putting asunder. What therefore God hath joined together. God said, I'm, I'm mixing my word with my spirit. And I'm mixing my word, Brother Lance, with your spirit. And then he said this, Hebrews chapter 11, verse number 3. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Another mixture, my word through faith. Romans 10, 17, faith cometh by hearing and hearing how by the word of God. God said, I'm mixing faith together with my word. James 2 and 20 said, faith without works is dead. If you've got dead faith, you've got no faith. If you've got faith, but it never does anything. You're not mixing faith uh, with the word of God, uh, but God added faith to his word uh, so that when you hear the word of God, uh, you may not feel like it, uh, but you can lift your hands uh, and you can worship it. Faith says, I may be having a bad day, Pastor Townley, 
but now I've got the word of God and I'm mixing my faith with the word of God so I can respond to the spirit of God and the presence of God so that I can move in the counsel of God so that I can operate in the anointing of God. I'm mixing my faith. God said, mixing faith and word together. Faith and word together. Find Hebrews chapter 4, verse number 2 for me. Hebrews chapter 4, verse number 2. God is mixing faith and word. Bible says, for unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. Let's stop right there for a second. We heard it and they heard it. Same gospel. We heard the gospel. They heard the gospel. But the word preached did not profit them. It profited us, but it did not profit them. Why? Not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. So here we go. We know if you were like me, you got the Holy Ghost after somebody preached the gospel. After somebody stood behind the pulpit and preached the word of God, I responded to it. And God picked me up and he cleaned me up and God filled me with his spirit. Why? Because I responded uh, to the gospel that I heard. Uh, healing comes when you respond to the gospel. And, uh, and deliverance comes uh, when you respond to the gospel. Uh, the gospel's powerful. Uh, it, it, it is anointed. It is the word of God. Uh, and if you respond to it, it works. But it did not profit them. They heard the same gospel that set you free. They heard it. But they stayed bound up. The same gospel that brought healing to your life, uh, they heard it, but they went and they never got healing. Why? The only difference, they didn't mix faith with the gospel. It works like this. Same service. Same service. Somebody comes to church and they, they, they just sort of sneak in and they sit down and they don't pray and they don't respond. And worship service happens. They never lift their hands. They never lift their voice. They just, they're in need of God. They need a word from God. They come. They know they're messed up. They know they need God to help them. But there's no response. There's no, there's no response. There, there, there's no kind of outward emotion. There's nothing. They just they need God, but they don't make any effort. They've got faith without works because they don't ever do anything. And so faith, it doesn't mix. And so preaching goes forth. Service is over, and they leave. I needed to hear from God, but I didn't hear from God. I came needing an answer, but I left still needing an answer. But in the very same service, you have some dear saint of God that comes and they seek the face of God. They pray. They talk to God. Worship service starts. It may not be their favorite song, but they lift their hands and they sing and they, they worship God and they praise God and they, they participate. And the word of God comes forth and they take the faith that now has works because they're responding. That's works. They're responding to what they hear. Now they mix it with the word of God. And when they leave the service, my God, I needed an answer. And I got my answer. I needed a touch from God in my body. And I received a touch of God tonight. I got what I desired of the Lord. Why? The only difference. Somebody said, I'm going to respond to that. And I'm going to believe that. And I'm going to mix faith with that. And as we come to the dawning of a new year, it's like this every year. Some of you are so glad to see 2017 leave because it was one of the worst. And others are sad to see it leave because it was one of the best. But the same, the one that had the worst year possible 
and the one that had the best year possible. They can both lift their hands and they can both respond when God speaks. That's what faith is. Faith says it may have been the worst year I ever had, but I'm still in the house of God, and I still feel his presence. I can still lift my hands. It's been a hard year for me, but I can still lift my voice, and I can still respond. And when you mix faith with his word, then the gospel can profit you if you need deliverance and you mix faith with what you're hearing. All of a sudden, the gospel, it takes on a whole new look. It's not just words. It's not just preaching. But because my faith has been activated and my faith is responding, now all of a sudden, things are beginning to happen and the spirit begins to move and I respond to that and my faith has some works with it. And now God is moving in my life. Now God is working on my behalf. Why? Because my faith responded and mixed together with his word. And I'm, and I'm not getting on you, but when you hear preaching and there's no response, you're putting asunder what therefore God hath joined together. When there's no response, when your faith has no words with it, there's no, there's no works, there's no kind of lifting of the hands, there's no kind of response to his presence. You're putting asunder what God therefore hath joined together. So, so, I'm trying to get through it pretty quick and I, I won't be much longer. Psalms, I believe it's uh, Psalms 85, somewhere 10 maybe, says mercy and truth are met together. What therefore God have joined together. You know what God added to his word? God added mercy to his word. God joined mercy together. Because in the law, there was no mercy. There's only judgment. But now in the New Testament, God said, I am going to add something uh, I'm going to mix a new element in uh, with the word of God. Uh, I'm going to mix something in uh, called mercy uh, because the law all by itself, uh, the word of God all by itself, uh, who can obtain. Uh, but mercy says uh, that when I fall short, I'm not going to preach about y'all, but I'll just talk about myself for a bit, uh, that when I fell short uh, of obtaining the measure uh, that the word of God required of me, uh, if I had lived in the Old Testament, uh, there would be judgment and the word mixed together but because you live in the New Testament church now there's mercy and the word mixed together so that when I fall short I can come to an altar and I can lift my hands and I can lift my voice and I can repent and I can get it right with God now mercy and truth now there's a scripture Paul Paul said in in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3, he's doing his little preliminary remarks here, and he makes a statement. He calls God, he calls Jesus, this one time, it's the only time it's ever mentioned in Scripture, but he calls him the Father of mercies. God, the Father of mercies. He is the one that invented mercy. He's mercy's daddy. Now John 1 one in the beginning was the Word, the Word's with God, the Word was God. We know that, verse 14, the Word became flesh. We got that, that the Word and God are the same. This is elementary, I know. The Word and God are the same thing. 
And then the word became flesh. And so that when you see Jesus, all of the word is encompassed. All that Jesus is. Everything that Jesus is, it is everything that the word is. When you see Jesus, you are seeing the fulfillment of this word. You are seeing the, the flesh of this word. You are seeing, uh, are you with me? Jesus knowing the word better than anybody because he is the word. He knows the word. He didn't come to abolish the law, but he came to fulfill the law. How did he fulfill the law? He introduced another component called mercy. Uh, that's why he became the father of mercies. Uh, so that now uh, this word of God, uh, that when you make a mistake, uh, mercy says you don't have to stay beat down. And uh, when you backslide, you don't have to stay backslidden. <laughs> mercy says you can get up. Mercy says I don't have to stay where I'm at. Mercy said that when I get cold, I don't have to stay cold. That when I fall short, I don't have to stay back. I can get up. I can pick myself up. I don't have to live under the condemnation of not fulfilling the law. But mercy says I can get on my feet again. Mercy says a just man falls seven times, but he gets back up again. That's what mercy does. What therefore God hath joined together. Let not man put asunder. I don't have a right to say they don't get mercy. I don't have a right to say he can't get mercy. She can't receive mercy. When I judge others and say they're not worthy of mercy, I'm putting asunder what God joined together. You cannot separate the mercies of God and the word of God. They go hand in hand. But it wasn't always this way, and I'm, I'm getting close to being done. In the Old Testament, there's a man named Achan. Achan had one word from God. When you go to the Babylonian camp, you don't take anything. You don't touch anything. You don't take of the spoils. You don't take of the silver, the gold, the garments, none of it. Don't take it. Don't touch it. And what did Achan do? He saw the Babylonian garments, and he saw the treasure, and he took it. And where did he put it? He put it in his house. Under his tent. You with me? He hid it below the surface to where nobody's going to see this. He made a mistake thinking, Pastor never know what's back here. Pastor's never going to know what I do in the back bedroom. He's never going to know what I watch. He's never going to know what I see. He's never going to know what I participate in. He's never going to see those relationships. That's under the surface stuff. It's hidden so well that he'll never know. Joshua, he'll never find this out. And Joshua may have never knocked on the door and saw what was in Achan's house. But there is a God that sees everything. And you may fool the preacher and you may fool the pastor, but you'll never fool God. And here is Achan. It's under the surface, but what's done in a corner was done in secret. Now, all of a sudden, it's shouted from the rooftop. Everybody knows the sin that Achan did. And so the next time we see Achan, where's he at? He's standing in camp with his wife and his babies around him. That's another service all by itself. But he's got his family with him. They're implicated in his sin. And everybody's standing around. And Brother Hodge, they're picking up stones. And they're about to start slinging the stones at Achan. Now that's hard for us to swallow. That's hard for us to grasp. Because in our New Testament frame of mind, we think, my God, we got the answer to this. I mean, the man made a mistake. Some of us done worse than that. 
I mean, we've done sins way greater than that. The man made a mistake. We think that man, hey, Aiken, hey, man, let's pray about this. Let's get this right. Let's repent. Come on, let's get down and pray. We'll ask God to forgive us. We'll get up. We'll go back to being normal. This don't, it don't have to end like this. That's how we think in our New Testament frame of mind. But in the Old Testament, it was word, law, and judgment joined together. And now Jesus comes on the scene. And so that we find ourselves in the same situation, thinking I could get by with it, but getting caught. Thinking I could get away with it, but God outing me. Now, instead of word, law, and judgment being joined together, Jesus comes on the scene. And he says, it's no longer word and judgment. Now I'm joining together my word and mercy. I, I don't want the judgment anymore. I know his judgments are true. We know that. Uh, but there's also now, uh, there's another element uh, called mercy. Uh, you, you, you quoted this the other night, Brother Townley, uh, that, that scripture in Proverbs, uh, by mercy and truth, uh, iniquity uh, is purged uh, because God has said, uh, I'm going to mix mercy uh, in with the word of God. Uh, now sin uh, doesn't have to be the end of it. Uh, now sin, uh, it doesn't have to bring forth death. Uh, now there's something called repentance, uh, and there's something called remission, uh, and there's something called getting right. Uh, there's something called praying through. Uh, it wasn't available then, uh, but it is available now. Uh, because God had to join together with the word of God. Stand with me. Huh? I'm closing. The word all by itself. We know the word all by itself is powerful. Oh, the word. The word by itself is mighty. But when God, I don't know why, I'm so glad he did. God said, I'm going to take my word, which is powerful, all by itself. And I'm going to blend in some other elements. And I'm going to mix it together with my word. And nobody's going to be able to even separate the two. No longer is it word by itself. But whenever you've got word, now you've got the very presence of God, which is the embodiment of the word of God. Now you've got word and spirit moving together to accomplish the miraculous. And whenever you mix that with what's inside of you, and you, you mix Mix that with your faith, uh, and you mix that with your spirit. Uh, all of a sudden, uh, now there's true worship, uh, and you mix that with the faith that God gave you, uh, and you mix it with the mercy uh, that God put in you. Uh, all of a sudden, now uh, God begins to do things Amen. on the outside. Oh, it just looks like a bunch of this and that and this and that, but God in His infinite wisdom. God in his knowledge said, my word, I'm mixing. I'm getting the recipe right. I'm getting it because there's going to be some days. There's going to be some moments when they're going to have a bad day and things aren't going right. There's going to be a couple of times in their life, maybe more for some than others. You're going to have to walk through some valleys. And when normally you would hang your head low, God said, I'm mixing faith with it so they can begin to look to the hills from which cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Now I don't have to hang my head any longer. and I don't have to look down any longer. Now I can pick myself up and I can lift my hands even when I don't feel like lifting my hands. And 
I can respond even when I don't feel like responding. And the last thing, I'll quote it one more time. James, faith without works is dead. Faith without works is dead. And we've got his word, and there's no doubt. I don't think there's anybody here that would say that we haven't felt the moving of the spirit. And we got his faith. We've got his spirit. We've got his word. And when we get the recipe just right, that's when things begin to happen. Before we go any further, I wonder if we just put our Bibles down. If you got them, just lift your hands, lift your voice. Come on, maybe lift your head. Come on, I'm telling you, the recipe's right. The formula's just right. Come on, I don't know what you need on Tuesday night. I don't know what you've come desiring on Tuesday night, a word from God, uh, an answer from the Lord. But, but this moment right now, this is when you respond to his word right here. This is when you activate your faith. This is when you lift your voice. This is when you respond to what you heard. Come on, I wonder, does anybody feel like praying? Anybody feel like uh, giving God a response tonight? Uh, Anybody feel like putting your heart into it and your soul into it? Uh, anybody feel like adding some of your strength into it? Uh, that I'm going to lift my voice and I, I'm going to lift my hands and I, I'm going to respond to his word. Come on. Come on. All over this house, lift your hands. Come on, all over this house, lift your hands. Come on, lift your hands. Come on, somebody respond. Come on, there's a move of Holy Ghost in here. There's a move of God in here. Come on, somebody begin to respond. I know it's Tuesday night. Come on, I know it's the day after Christmas. I get it. Come on, but for a few moments. Come on, a few moments. Come on, would you respond right now? Would you lift your voice? Come on, would you lift your voice with your hands? Come on, would somebody respond? Come on, I love you, Jesus. Come on, I'm going to believe your word. I'm going to trust your word. God, I'm going to stand on your word. God, I'm going to respond to your word. Come on. Come on. Just another couple moments. Respond. Lift your voice. Put your soul into it. Put your heart into it. Put your strength into it. Come on, respond. Come on, wherever you are, whether you're in the front or the back. Come on, whether you're at the altar, you in the pew. Huh? Come on, just respond. Just do something. Just respond to what you've heard. Respond. Respond to his presence. Respond to his word. Respond to the blowing of the winds. Respond to revival. Come on. Come on, respond. Come on, faith without works. Come on, faith without works is dead. Come on, if you want to come, you can come. 
Come on, if you want to lift your hands where you are, you can lift your hands where you are. But for a moment, but for a moment, I'm going to respond. But for a moment, I'm going to respond. Come on, I need your touch. Come on, I need an answer. Come on. Would you find somebody tonight? Help them out. Come on, find somebody to pray with you tonight. God, God, you know where I'm at. Holy Spirit starts to move. Never 